0: love yours an experimental podcast welcome back to another episode of love yours an experimental podcast i'm your host charlotte tahira and this is season three episode four in this season we are diving deep into the relationships and we're doing that through Chidira agaray's What a time to be alone. The Slumflower's Guide to Why You Are Already Enough. So, last few episodes we've been talking about being honest with ourselves and my fixer mentality and why I'm an oversharer. And as I carry on reading this book, something that jumps out to me is this statement. You're so dramatic. Honestly... If I had a pound for every time I was told I'm dramatic, I would be a multi-millionaire by now. So Chidira explains that this is a tactic for you to doubt your own instincts that then subliminally tells you you're overreacting. I don't know if it's because of my childhood, I don't know if it's because of my star sign, but I have always loved hard and loved deep, So, of course, my reactions to things could be considered dramatic because they're going to be big reactions, not only because of how much it hurts, but also because I am 70% of the time quite an extroverted person. And I feel things deeply. And maybe it's not that I'm being dramatic. Maybe it's that the person I'm dealing with is actually not in tune with their emotions and is blocking their true feelings. Maybe they're not as emotionally intelligent. I've been on and off through therapy um, since becoming a mother. And every therapist I've met has said that I'm very self-aware and I'm very emotionally intelligent. So actually, who's being dramatic? Maybe I am just expressing how I feel and you want me to dim my light and dim my feelings because they're making you uncomfortable. Well... The right people in your life will always validate your feelings. I have a sibling who does this. I have two really close friends who do this. And despite having an on-off strained relationship with my mother, she also understands me and knows me well enough to validate my feelings. And it's so important. Especially if, like me, you're an overthinker. So you spend a lot of time in your head with your own feelings. And sometimes it's so good to have someone else objectively assess that you're right. You should be pissed off about that. That was very rude. That was disrespectful. This is really sad. And if there isn't anyone in your life like that, Shadira says that you have to be that for yourself. You have to. Because the worst thing you can do, and we talked about it on the previous episode, is doubt your own intuition. And by convincing yourself that you're overreacting, is doubting your own intuition and invalidating your own feelings. So the next time someone tells you you're being dramatic with a reaction to how they've treated you or how they've made you feel, just look at them and be like, if that's how you feel then you obviously don't understand my point of view. And just make it clear that them acting like you're overreacting, you're not accepting that. Because, what do they say? Every action causes a reaction. And I guarantee however you're feeling is off the back of an action that they either didn't or did do. So Chijera says, if you don't have anyone like that in your life, be that for yourself. Show up for yourself. And... Honestly, I used to call myself a ride or die. And I don't just mean in relationships, I mean in general. I have got cabs across London at stupid o'clock because my friends found out her boyfriend's cheating on her. I have made trips in the snow to go and see a friend on her birthday because at the time I couldn't afford to buy her anything, but I just wanted to spend some quality time with her. I have done, oh, I can't keep count of birthday trips or... I feel like i always show up for my people like i said i consider myself a ride or die which is why like flaky behavior for me is the absolute worst in fact i would definitely say that's why in the last nine to ten months my circle has got smaller because i really assessed who was flaky now i'm not gonna lie since having children it's been way harder and i wouldn't be surprised if a couple people in my life would describe me as flaky sometimes i guarantee you if you're listening it's not me being flaky it's the unpredictability of having children and being a mother but if i set a plan with you or if i promise you i'm going to do something i'm going to kill myself until it's done and if i can't do it i'm going to give you plenty notice as to why and the fix it in me is also going to help you come up with that solution because the guilt i'm gonna feel about letting you down but in 2022 i mean i was given some tablets by my gp i haven't taken them because i'm very anti-tablets in general um and one of my therapists describes it as low mood but my gp described it as depression and anxiety and even accepting that about myself was really sad because i'm a social butterfly everyone will describe me as one And so actually allowing myself to show up for myself and live in those feelings was really difficult. But it did force me to assess other relationships and other commitments and how much energy I was pouring into other circumstances or people or situations. So something I'm really trying to do off the back of reading this book And just growing and learning about myself is not making a plan unless I really, really want to. And some people would say that mentality is quite selfish because, you know, not everything we do in life is because we want to do it. Sometimes it's for other people. But at this point in my life, I don't care. And i say that i may compromise slightly if it's someone who i genuinely value like a family or a friend because as i said they are far and few between i will compromise on what i really want to do and i'll probably do it because i really want to support that individual but there's still a a wanting from my part going on because for me the real reality shock in how flaky people can be is when they know you're in pain and they do nothing. And that's not a friend and that's not family. And when I think about the transitional period of leaving my most recent core shaker, during that, everyone had free time. Everyone was on the phone to hear the bitching and the whining and, and, and trash talk and egging me on. When I really needed them, once that course shaker had left, where was they? Who checked in? And that got me really in my feelings. And that got me in a really dark place because it was like, you showed up when it was negative, but now I'm on the, almost like, you know, spring. All the leaves had fell off the tree and died. And now I'm on the, the process, the very difficult process of trying to grow new fresh leaves and get back some of my shine and sparkle. And there was no one around. So by force, my circle got smaller. But honestly, with everything that's been going on and everything I've been going through, this was ideal because it meant that it took the pressure off me. I had less people I felt I had to be accountable for and I had to maintain a relationship with. I even came off WhatsApp and that was a real eye-opener for me. Because on WhatsApp, you know, you update your status, you update your photo. People just see you. You're in group chats, you're in broadcast lists. My number hasn't changed. But the amount of people who now I message or text me has drastically cut in half and probably in half again because I wasn't readily there in their minds available for them to support them, to fix their problems, to show up. So, yeah, by force, my friendship circle got even smaller and I really noticed who because it doesn't come natural. Texting and eye messaging doesn't come natural in 2023. You DM or you WhatsApp, but I really got to see who noticed this social butterfly go backwards into her cocoon? Who actually acknowledged, that's not like Sharla. I thought Sharla would be at this event and she's not. I even remember one of my closest friends, the first time I went out after being in my little cocoon, Um, And I was so anxious going out that night. I hadn't been around some of these people in months. And I also didn't want to explain to anyone where I'd been or what had been going on. And the anxiety was insane. But just having that one person with me that day in my corner who knew why and could be that kind of rock for me that day while I went out and socialize and put on that brave mask it just showed me how important having those key people in your life are and there may only be one or two but those genuine people who whether you are lying in vomit on a drunken night or or sobbing down the phone to where you can barely understand what they're saying or laughing so hard you start to choke Those people who show up for you in the extremes of every range in the rainbow of emotions, those people are priceless. And those are the only people who deserve you to be a ride or die for. And Shadira talks about that. She says, not everyone is brave enough to show up for you in your tragedy. So don't take it lightly and celebrate those who do and it's so much easier to do that now because as i said it's so few people now that i really can do that and celebrate them wholeheartedly because i know how important they are to my life and my happiness and my strength and my journey and my success and Jadira says to everyone else it doesn't matter who they are or what you feel you owe them this is your life and you're in charge so, I think the biggest message I took from these next few pages is firstly, don't let people invalidate your feelings. And secondly, when you do show up, show up 1000% because you should only be showing up for those people who show up 1000% for you. So, I'm going to leave it there. And thank you for listening. As usual, don't forget to follow, subscribe drop me a comment on the socials with how you're thinking what you're feeling and i will speak to you on the next episode love yours an experimental podcast